I have an intro that I wanted to uh, <laughs> to run by you. <laughs> Are you recording? Yeah. yeah. Uh oh, <laughs> we gave ourselves a platform. <laughs> Unhinged. Hey, and you want to say why this is called unhinged? Because we're unhinged. Fair enough. Hey guys. Hey guys. Let's say hey guys. Hey. I could say hey, what's up, guys, or hey guys, what's up, guys. No, I like that. You do. Okay. (laughs) What's up, guys? I like the exposed break. Hey Um, guys. Hey hey guys. (laughs) What's up, guys? It's Peyton and Marcella. Welcome Welcome to to Unhinged. (laughs) Marcella. Introduce yourself. <laughs> I'm Marcella from Dallas, Texas, and I'm 24. Peyton, tell, tell me about yourself. Um, I'm Peyton, I'm 24, and I'm from Washington, D.C. <gasps> She's a local. But what's like a fun fact? I don't like fun, fun facts. I have nothing fun to say. This is the fun thing. Who is she? Uh, that didn't she, land. Wait, let's, let's try again. It didn't land because no one's in the room. <laughs> okay, Peyton, how long have we been working on this? It's literally so long. We're actually coming up on a year. Valentine's Day is the weekend that, that I was conceived. told you about it. Yeah. The so. project. <laughs> you know how girls are so nice to each other in restrooms when they're drunk? It's like hype each uh, other up. Hype each other. They're like, queen, you look so good. And you're like, thank you. Like, mm-hmm. But you have mascara running down your face and you're like a little bit disheveled. You're a little unhinged. And that's where, that's where our story begins. <laughs> so Marcel and I have been working on this since last March. We actually came up with the idea before quarantine in February, but when the height of lockdown hit, we figured that was the best way to utilize our time. So we started interviewing people. We did over 50 interviews, friends of friends, people we actually met on Hinge. Definitely think we got a range of voices and different sexualities and backgrounds. One thing I got from the interviews is that everyone has an opinion on dating apps. Everyone has an opinion on ghosting. Everyone has an opinion on dating in general, but everyone has a place. And I love that about the topic. People were so willing to be candid with us and vulnerable, share their stories so that we could better understand dating in the digital age. And and many people might disagree with this, but we've kind of found that our generation in particular has issues with vulnerability and intimacy, and it's often a competition of who can care less. And we just wanted to get to the bottom of what was motivating that. And is it because of social media? Like, is it because people become more disposable and someone rejects you if you have another one in your back pocket type Mm -hmm. of thing? Being in your mid twenties is weird. You went from knowing most of the people around you, knowing who your friends were, knowing who you were in your environment to just this entirely new place and not knowing what's going on. And then when you're out in the real world, it's kind of like the wild west. In terms of podcasts, there's a lot of millennial dating podcasts that I'm sure some of you have listened to, but it's very much like late 20s, early 30s, kind of the marriage age, whereas we're kind of in an age where we're still launching our careers, we're still forming our own identities while fostering these relationships. Mm -hmm. The tension can be really tough. There's a ton of coming of age movies. And then it seems like people just skip the hard part where you're trying to make a name for yourself and then they move straight on to the successful journalist that meets some guy and falls in love at the age of 36. There's a lack of content for 
this age demographic and we wanted to shed some light on that situation. Originally, we wanted to turn it into a mockumentary. We just think for the moment right now that a podcast is a good platform where we can track our progress and also connect with a wider audience. We were really interested in ghosting in particular. And so the initial name, the working title is apparition <laughs> because apparition working title, <laughs> working title means <laughs> ghost. So, <laughs> but, but also how um, fleeting, fleeting relationships are at our, yeah. and not just romantic relationships, but it seems like everything has been in flux. And I mean, obviously that's life, you know, mm-hmm. people come in and out and nothing's permanent. Yeah, exactly. One thing we learned every time we talk to someone is that there's so much that we don't know about dating apps. And we only really have our own perception and our own experiences on these apps. So we just wanted to learn as much as we could. And this podcast is a great way for us to do that. And hopefully we're putting out content that you all can relate to. And if not, let us know. Let us know. We're very open to suggestions. That's what's called DC Don't Commit. We're investigating. Our guest this week tells us otherwise because she is in a committed relationship. So basically don't trust us. Washington is a very transient city. People are usually moving here for their careers. It's hard to form relationships or friendships when everyone's coming and going all the time. Everyone's super career oriented. Compared to other cities, no one's just kind of moving here randomly on a whim. I really love living in DC because of the career focused aspect of it. And maybe that's just my personality, but I really admire that in the friends I've made here. One DCism is that when you meet someone, one of the first things they ask you is what you do. It really is central to your entire identity. Yeah. Identity, yeah. It's just different from other cities. That's our theory. And also with politics, like administrations are changing. There's always people coming and going. A lot of people come to DC with friends from college, especially where I went to school. There's just like a big group of them. So people are not as good at branching out, I would say, and meeting new people. A lot of people are consultants in the city. They moved here for a job early on before the pandemic. People would fly out several days a week, come back just for the weekends, fly out again. And they do that for months and months and months. So in that respect, it was also very transient. With politics, with the careers that exist in DC, with the city itself and the identity that it holds, you come here for a reason. You come here to create an identity. And usually that identity is based on your career. It does, when we look around, feel a bit temporary. And the theory is that is reflected in dating. Because it's so temporary, we've noticed that fewer people do really date here, at least in our age group. DC don't commit. We would love to hear your thoughts. You'll never see our face. Don't even, Uh, if if that's why you're here, (laughs) get out. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you enjoy our first episode with Marcella's roommate, Lena, who met her boyfriend on Hinge during the height of the pandemic. And it's a pretty cute story. He's an older man, but we'll talk about that on a later episode. Hope you enjoy. Hope you enjoy. Subscribe. (laughs) Like. Welcome, Lena, to Unhinged. Um, oh my gosh, I'm excited. <laughs> um, so, Lena, where are you from and how old are you? Do you want to tell us a little about yourself? Yeah, I am originally from California. I grew up in the Bay Area. I'm 24, moved to Boston after college, and now residing in Nice. <laughs> so, Lena, tell us about your um, history with dating apps. When did you first start downloading them? Honestly, I think 
probably every girl, like at least around my age, went, mm -hmm. or went through the stage of downloading Tinder when it was a thing in college. I uh, remember just getting a little sick of the guys, the frat guys, the small campus feeling. Uh, so I downloaded Tinder when I was around maybe 20, 21. Um, I didn't, it didn't really stick. And then I actually, like when I moved to Boston, I felt like I was like ready to get on the dating apps and I downloaded Bumble and then that didn't really stick, but I kind of fell into a relationship anyways. And then I came to DC and I tried Hinge for the first time. And it was honestly like nothing that I was looking forward to because mm -hmm. of my history with dating apps in the past. But I had a roommate who would no joke go on three to four Hinge dates a week. And it seemed like this crazy lifestyle not of hers. Me. Yeah, not Marcella. Former um, roommate, I don't. <laughs> And I remember just coming home from work and I'm, I was just like, what the hell is this lifestyle you're living? Like she was going on like coffee game dates, like going to those bars. So I decided to download Hinge, but I had a weird anxiety with like how to talk to guys on it mm -hmm. and like how to interact. Um, and I, I felt like the people in DC were a little different. So mm -hmm. I was definitely hesitant on Hinge. And I, I don't think I really took the full opportunity to embed myself into the Hinge dating app. Um, but I did actually end up, um, well, now in a relationship with someone I met from Hinge. Okay, we were gonna ask for the for the fans what your status <laughs> is. What your status Your girl is, is taken She's off taken. the market. It's, it sounds so weird to say. She's yeah. a, she's committed, everyone. Committed. Committed DC contact. do commit in <laughs> Lena's case. And you met him on Hinge. Yeah, it's actually a wild story. He had messaged me and I totally, like, I think I engaged with him briefly. I was like, hi, hello, how are you doing? And then I just, I stopped responding to him on the app and then Two weeks later, my um, roommate at the time, she's like, let's go through our hinge matches and see if, you know, we have the same matches. And I was like, that's actually a great idea. We should do that. Mm -hmm. And she came across his profile. And she's like, oh my God, you never responded to this guy. Why didn't you? And I looked at his profile again. And I was like, okay, he's cute. And I scrolled more and more. And I saw that I know why I didn't respond. It's because <laughs> he had three shirtless photos on his profile. <laughs> that was exactly the reason why, but I decided- Red flag. I would maybe take two, but three was yeah. just like, it was too much. Like he had like full on James Bond photos coming out of the Mediterranean <laughs> Sea photos. Like it was really uncomfortable. Oh my um, but I just decided to kind of go with the flow. He had asked me on a date and that's when I actually ghosted him. So I responded to him saying, hey, sorry, never saw this. Um, <laughs> Lies the ultra. Hey, yeah. I don't miss this. It's like, no. We <laughs> saw <laughs> right through it. And that was actually when COVID hit and we're like, what the hell do we do now? Like there were so many unknowns about COVID. And so we decided on a running date. And our first date was an eight mile run to get. Oh my God. <laughs> that is uh, ambitious. 
so ambitious and like I mean I don't know like I was not very excited to go on this date with him because I kind of had this like predetermined idea that he was a fuck boy um with all the shirtless photos you know works in venture capital so clearly you know has some kind of stereotype I guess so I went on this date and then how we capped off the evening was um we walked into Georgetown and I was waiting for my Uber and then a cop car swings by and says, have you seen a man running around with a machete? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it, Alex pulls out the machete. He's like, ah! <laughs> I literally, eyes wide open. I'm like, what the hell? Where am I? And the fact that there's a crazy man walking around with a machete, I was like, it's absolutely terrified. The Uber pulls up. I like, Alex leans in to give me a hug and I do like a half hug, like the weird pat on the shoulder and like scurry away <laughs> kind of hug into the Uber. And I remember one of my girlfriends called me right after the date to check in on me. And she said, if you showed up looking like that and he texts you after this date, like he likes you for you, uh, which basically meant I looked hideous. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to address it. That's a little rude. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Sometimes we need we love an honest friend. We love an honest friend. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is bold, though. I would, like, yeah. die. I can't even run, like, a mile, so. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, I, I am curious. Who was the one that, number one, suggested the run, and then number two said, not only are we running, but we're running eight miles? Oh my God. So I think it actually became eight miles because it was such a great date. And so it was kind of like this competitive, cute little challenge. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. let's absolutely do it. And I was like, okay, he's used to running three miles. Like we're going to do three miles max, but mm-hmm. we ran three to four miles and we were just talking the entire time that we completely lost track of the distance. And mm-hmm. mind you, it was a really cute setup because that's when the cherry blossoms were. I, really tell you. <laughs> I was like, I, I will never admit this to him because he always says like in the background, like he was, he was absolutely exhausted and sweating mm-hmm. and like wanting to slow down. But I was too. I was like, I took every opportunity to stop. I was like, Oh, I have to tie my shoes or oh my oh, look up there. I don't know. That's actually a really good tact to like reach your personal best is to like invite someone you kind of have a crush on because you both are going to try to impress yeah. the other person. And then yeah. You know, yeah. Like you should do an activity that you want to improve on. Yeah. Hmm. Notice. When did things change? Our third date was just kind of like where it really did pick up. Um, and it, I think like ever since we've just been hanging out every, every single weekend. He really is a great planner. Wow. Like, yeah. I was gonna say this is a man of this is a man of activities. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's so invested. Yeah. Yeah. I he's forgot so to mention he is older, right? Like I've never been attracted to guys either my age or younger. Like I feel like from a very early start, like, I've. I feel like I've had a vision for my career and where I want to be in my life. And like, I need that from my partner as well. And so I've always been attracted to 
older guys because one they have greater emotional intelligence but two like they just kind of have their life figured out Mm -hmm. and that's what I liked about Alex he's so driven that it actually inspires me on top of that he can plan great dates because he is more romantic older I don't know is it is it he can rent a car he can rent a car. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Do you think COVID has destigmatized online dating a bit? Because it seems like nowadays everyone's on dating apps. Because how else do you, you know, you're not meeting people at bars or house parties. Yeah, I think absolutely. Because I always wanted to meet someone organically, as they say. And I would date people who I met when I was like out and about. But I think because of COVID, that's kind of the main way of interacting with people now is through Mm -hmm. dating apps. And I had no shame telling friends that I met Alex through a dating app. I had no shame telling my family. Like my family actually encourages it now. Like they're trying to get my little sister to get wiped up. So (laughs) (laughs) get on hinge. Get on hinge. I do feel like DC and dating apps are... A special case. I think people in DC mm-hmm. are more mm-hmm. into dating apps a little bit. Yeah. I think also because I lived in like San Francisco and I lived in Boston, mm-hmm. I think with DC, you have a lot of young people working in politics. Like it mm-hmm. drives like a crowd of young people who are driven to meet one another. And I think that's why. Uh, dating apps is so big here especially you have the universities you have Georgetown GW Howard you have American University it just attracts so many young people and the dating apps is the new way to meet people outside of your immediate circles now yeah that's a good point because I mean if you're at Georgetown you're not going to necessarily meet GW students Mm because it's just worlds away sounds dramatic but I mean I think it brings me back to like when I was in college so Mm -hmm. I downloaded Tinder and I met like guys who were outside of my immediate circle, people who had like careers and people I was interested in talking to. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, just like with young people in DC, I think people are often, they're, it's one, a networking city. And then two, mm-hmm. young people trying to meet more young people. And also with the age thing, like you said, you know, if you want to date an older guy and you're 24, your, your circle is probably a lot of, you know, like people in their exactly. mid twenties. Yeah, I mean, if you want to date someone older, it's, it's a good, Exactly. Change those age settings. Change the age settings, man. Change the settings. Do you remember what your age settings were? Oh my God, yes. I hate to admit it. I had them at at 24 to 29. That's not bad. Oh, that's not bad. That's good. Really? That's good. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, 24 to, like, 45 or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, 40 is about to cut it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's get spooky. Um, Selena, have you ever been ghosted or ghosted someone else? You mentioned that you kind of micro-ghosted your now boyfriend. I would say I've done my fair share of ghosting and in variations. There's the hard ghosting and then there's, like, kind of, like, uh, leaning off of you kind of thing. All the hinge messages, I basically ghosted. I just got, I hit a phase where I was just like, I I don't know how to engage with these people anymore. It brought me anxiety. I'm talking to Alex now. And so just no longer engaging with them. Did you, do you guys have any mutual friends or like it was completely, you went in completely blind? Completely blind. I probably should have stalked him, but I stalked him after I was already like too far in the mix. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's funny though, because a lot of people Marcel and I talk to majorly vet their hinge dates before, um, like as a safety thing too, you know, yeah. but. One of the great things, and maybe this is a hot take about dating apps is that there's no buy-in really. Like you yeah. can go on a date with someone that's out of your circle. If it doesn't go well, you don't have to see them again. Yeah. And so if I were to search someone up and find out they're like, oh, he knows <clears> someone <throat> that I know, then that automatically adds not pressure per se. Yeah. But like it adds another element to the mix that you don't necessarily want yeah. if you're on dating apps, I guess. Yeah, I've always felt like really uncomfortable knowing so much about someone before I meet them. And I think what I do for my career today is like <laughs> knowing so much about a person that I can engage with them on their level. But to do that with a potential love interest just like made me feel really uncomfortable. I know for a fact that Alex did that on me though. Mm. Um, and I was like, <laughs> I have to clean up my Twitter, but <laughs> um, yikes. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> Once he told me that it did make me feel really uncomfortable because I don't know, like it, it, you, you don't know someone, but you can have such a big idea on who that person is before you meet them. And mm -hmm. for me, I, I felt uncomfortable going to any situation like that, but I know other people feel a lot more comfortable going into a situation mm -hmm. with those details. Say you do have mutual friends with a person. When you start asking other people their opinion, like, your vision is just going to get totally clouded. You need to go in with your own thoughts. Yeah. yeah clean slate, negative thoughts, positive thoughts. Like, I mean, if it's negative, then you're going to go in and like nothing he does will ever make him attractive to mm -hmm. you. If you go in with too positive, then he never meets your expectations. That's why my first date with Alex was the beginning of our relationship and really set the, like the communication level of our relationship. We were going for a run together. We're not going to take each other too seriously. We're not holding each other to a standard. We're there just to like do a fun activity, learn about each other. Mm -hmm. And it's not, you know, so calculated interact with this person where like, I can only order two drinks. I'm going to do the reach for my car, stuff like that went out the door when we decided to do the running date. You mentioned these little rules people have. Why do you think people are so calculated when it comes to dating? Do you think it's because they need like a structure to hold on to? At least for me, I've been exposed to so many different rules, what girls should and should not do on a date. And I'm sure guys have their rules too, but don't sleep with a guy on a first date. That's a rule that we always hear about or always do the reach for your purse but if he actually lets you pay for it then he goes down the trash and it's like why mm -hmm. should it why should it work like that like if you reach for the purse actually have intention to pay but if you don't want to pay a, a traditional guy that's going to pay for the first date don't reach at all let him know that it it is your standard that he pays for that date and maybe you'll get the next one but he's going to have to figure that out down the road a lot of my first dates i will not do the reach because you know you asked me on a date you asked to treat me thank you for paying for the date i'll take the tab on the second date like mm -hmm. that's kind of my return if things go well these rules provide a lot of fog in whether or not you have chemistry with someone just because he did or did not touch on all the the bases that you wanted
That's a great point. Yeah. A really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like vice versa. If a guy looks at you and if he didn't do a reach, that's not okay with me, then that's fine. Like that means like we're not going to work out. A guy should not get offended if you don't do the reach. Ooh. Yeah. It's like these rules are like obscuring your total thought process in terms of like trying to figure out if you like that person. Exactly. It clogs up everything. Yeah. I mean, you should just be straight up. Do you have any personal rules? Sleeping on the first date? Like, yeah. Like that is my, or not sleeping on the first date is a huge rule for me. I actually like push it out way further. I want to make sure that I like this guy and that I feel comfortable around him before I get intimate. And that's how it's been with pretty much everyone that I've dated in the past. And then the other rule is I've actually only have dated guys who actually pay for the first date. <laughs> it's good to set the standard. I mean, yeah. you're, you make really good points because yeah. if I'm doing the reach and I'm like, I really hope this guy does not yeah. say yes I'm doing the reach for the wrong reasons yeah. I should just sit and then like say thank you, thank you after yeah. I recently went on a date where he got the first round of drinks and then we went to a second place and I was like I'll get this round yeah I mean that's a ton of money to spend on like a, on like a <laughs> Wednesday Jesus shell um, out the cash <laughs> shell it out just the dynamics now that we're in 2021 are different. Sometimes even if you offer to be nice, say you don't want to pay, but then you offer and then the guy is like, oh, I have to let her split it because she's going to get offended if I don't. Mm -hmm. So I think that adds another layer to the whole thing. And it just creates more and more fog. And you always hear about these rules, but also, you know, dating is a game. Actually, no, it should not be a game. Don't fluctuate your expectations. Try to play these mental mind games with this guy. Like he's either going to pay for that date or he's not. If he doesn't, like, that's fine. Like he doesn't meet your criteria, then we'll move on. What are your thoughts though on playing hard to get? Like, do you think you kind of have to do like a little dance in the beginning or? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I definitely have to do a little dance. Maybe not necessarily hard to get, but as long as you have like the banter, your relationship will get there. We do this thing where we joke about cheating on each other. <laughs> when he starts to get like that ego boost, I know that he is attractive, he is smart and he can get other people, but guess what? I can too and I don't need that kind of energy putting me down. No. But we do joke about cheating on each other. <laughs> Just a couple of people keeping each other humble. Exactly. Know? Someone once made this argument to me and I kind of, it upset me because I, realized how true it was, which is just that if you were to see someone in real life and they came up and they approached you and they mm -hmm. said, hey, do you want to go out? You don't have time to think, what's his hairline like? Are his eyes like a weird color? Like, what are his friends like? What's his, can't ask as many questions. You can't even clock his height really, you probably can clock right. his height enough. You can get really picky on dating apps more than you can if someone were to approach you in real life. I think that's one thing that can make them a bit problematic, though, is when you start to have a checklist that yeah. I need to date someone who's 6'3", and they have to be a Democrat, and they have to be like this and this and this. It's mm -hmm. like, no. The three shirtless photos was just like, <laughs> no, I am not getting myself involved with that. I think I like swiped right on him because he was cute and yeah. he seemed smart. But then I was like, I'm not engaging any further. Like I realized that I could better spend my like energy somewhere else. And um, I was totally wrong. Mm -hmm. If I had a checkbox or like a list of things, 
that I needed, he wouldn't have made the cut. No one would make the cut. Yeah. You know? No, and that's just a, that's a really restrictive way of thinking. Like you're totally limiting yourself. Dating apps, they make the process more efficient because, you know, you can like not go too far down the line with someone that goes like, you're rivalry school or like, mm -hmm. I want to not bring up politics, but I will. But like someone who's <laughs> opposite, you know, Selena, do you think D.C. is non-committal compared to other cities you've lived in? I moved to D.C. A relationship is not even on the table most of the time. We're focused on our careers. You it's know, definitely a more career-oriented place. It's, certainly. you know, Marcel and I have talked about it. It is such a transient city. And it's easy mm -hmm. also to move here with only the career in mind. I don't think anyone necessarily is moving to D.C. thinking, I think I'm going to move here and and get into a relationship. Yeah. They're like, I'm going to move here and I'm going to make big moves in my career and I hope I get somewhere mm -hmm. full stop. And then I'll figure out my relationship later. Later. It's a side dish for yeah. sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. The side salad. The criteria are important, but they're not everything. It's so easy to think that there's someone else next in line. You should give yeah. people a chance, but also keep yourself take care humble. of yourself. And take care of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Any last thoughts to give give the fans? All three my, of us, the only fans? My IG is oh, my, my no, I'm just kidding. Lena, <laughs> <laughs> where can we find you? <laughs> the only thing I would have to say, and it's because I was able to do this and I think I'm in a really great relationship where he accepts me for I, who I am. Mm -hmm. It's just like, be the natural awkward you just be comfortable in being that way at the end of the day the right person will find that attractive because he thinks my awkwardness is cute <laughs> yes he does i love it and what and last question what advice would you give to someone in dc who's on dating apps and is kind of discouraged or is really nervous about going on like a first hinge date i would say get rid of that list and see how it goes you might actually have more fun that way drop the rules but don't get crazy. I love it. Well, Lena, thank you so, so much. This has been awesome.